Everyone's covered in glitter. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? There. Welcome to the Roast Mortem Podcast, the only podcast about children's haircuts. Wait, I am Tom. We don't talk yeah. about that, Tom. <laughs> I'm changing it up. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't research children's haircuts. All I know is mushroom cut <sighs> and bowl. All right, is that, well, is that is that different? Are those things different? The mushroom cut uh, and child and the bowl cut. cut. Uh, they're pretty similar. It's yeah, a, it's styled a little bit more. I had a mushroom a kid. cut. Yeah. I'm, sweet. I'm Travis. I had a mushroom cut as a child. I'm Mike, and I also had a mushroom cut. I am Cody. I've I, My hair doesn't do that weird shit, so <laughs> I've just had frozen buzzes. Cody, you had a shiitake cut. <laughs> but is, oh, <laughs> you're Asian. I, I see what you did there. Very, very subtle racism in the first minute. Good, good Just a you. touch. <laughs> yeah, the reason I started this one about child haircuts is because I went to the barber today. The lady who cuts my hair usually does a fantastic job, and she does the same thing, and I get a pompadour because I'm a sexual man. Uh-huh. And I walked in, and I said, hey, we'll do the pompadour again. <laughs> and she just went on autopilot and cut my hair into Eagle Scouts, oh, who's just that. listening to Eminem. Through seventh grade, and I feel like such a child right now. I, I noticed it was different. Yeah, but uh, it doesn't look bad. No, I hate looks, when barbers get too carried away, dude. I look like shit right now. <laughs> yeah, all right, no, you, you do look great. Like I'm, I'm not coming out of this fucking basement for the next month. Yeah, I'm staying here. Can you, can you make sure Tom shows up on our Instagram carousel? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll put him on there. Oh, and happy Fourth of July! Yes, oh, happy yeah. birthday, America. And there's fireworks happening outside. Yeah, because it is the 4th of July right now when you're listening to the show. This is actually the first live show we're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this RSS feed. We've been talking to Steve Jobs and Tim Cook. Mm-hmm. Your podcast experience, your app, is going right to my basement right now. Yeah. So you can hear my haircut live. <laughs> Every wow. time someone clicks, we start the show over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real rough. Yeah. And it's all scripted, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's, no yep. banter. No. How was your American Weeks this week? Uh, uh, Cody, why don't you start? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, piggybacking on uh, bowl cuts, mushroom cuts, and looking like a child in general, I've made the horrifying yet hilarious discovery that my baby face uh, causes Groundhog Day-like episodes in my elderly family members that have dementia. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So... Yeah, they just look at, like, oh, there's Cody and his pube beard. 2007 <laughs> is great. <laughs> what? Uh, no, they're just they're just thinking, fuck, I had to, like, dish out money for his graduation. God damn <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, again, yeah. Damn. <laughs> and you should milk that shit. Yeah, You're like, yeah, I'm graduating. evil cunt, yeah. I'm totally graduating next year, Grandma, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be five hundred dollars. Money, please. <laughs> Third time this week. Do you like GI Joe? Do you like GI Joe action figures? <laughs> I do, Grandma. Why am yeah. I talking like a senior citizen to my own grandma? <laughs> That's not how you do it. But all right. So, um, Mike, uh, Travis wants to know how yeah. was your week? Yeah, kickflips. Uh, some kickflips. Uh, I got my my passport photo taken this week. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. No passport, though, right? I'm still waiting on it. Where are you going? I just don't know yet. You don't know? Uh, no. Got to find out about that part. No reservations. No. Yeah. <laughs> no! Parts unknown. Yeah, well. Uh, somewhere in Europe, I'm thinking. Just don't go to Anthony Bourdain's final destination. <laughs> <laughs> Was that gay Paris? I don't know. Where I did think he go? So, yeah. Antarctica, maybe. Uh, no, I think he died in gay Paris. You don't need a passport for Antarctica. It's not owned by a country. I don't know. They might take a passport for that. I don't even think they have an airport. You gotta build an ice bridge yourself. <laughs> yeah, a little bro. They have twenty-four <laughs> time zones on that continent. That's ridiculous. All of them. You know, it's obnoxious, ones. really. All right, uh, Tom. I would ask you about your week, but don't we, are, we already we already heard because I don't you, care. Haircut, you, right? you look like yeah. you should be wearing a puka necklace nice right haircut. now. I feel that way, man. Hey, respect <laughs> the puka. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Yeah, that's me all day right now. Fuck. If you see him on the street, throw a tomato at me. I deserve one. I saw it happening, too. I'm sitting there. God damn it. Travis, how was your shitty week? Oh, you asked! Thank you! That was an accident, Tom? No, it was just so I stopped thinking about the thing that's making me most angry right now, which is I look like a baby troll doll. My hair grows back. You'll be all right. <laughs> Dude, I'm about to nair the whole head. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> Travis, what what's going on? Uh, I am officially moving to Portland. What? Oregon. What the fuck? <sighs> yeah, yes, I am. Who signed off on this? Uh, I don't know. My penis going overseas. I just I let That's my I used my penis like a dowsing rod, and I just <laughs> and I just walked in the general direction all the way to Portland. Did you also get your passport photo? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's uh, I it gave automatically gave me a twirled mustache, mustache, yeah, and Ooh. a bunch of uh, beer. Man, you're gonna love Craft that there because it's wet. And it's cold, and that's your shit. A wet, wild, and cold. I yeah. heard they have good coffee. They do. They have some pretty sexual coffee. But don't worry. We're still going to be doing our shit. Doesn't mean the end of roast oh, yeah. mortem. I'm just going to be roasting more, because I'm going to be into my baristas. <laughs> the brewing. Yeah, we'll, we'll still be able to hear you three time zones away. Don't worry. We'll be a nitro, nitro roast mortem cast. Oh, like nitro Cold circus. Down. All right, so I think what needs to happen is that, Mike, you have to move to, like, Texas or something. <laughs> So this could be Rose Modem Caius. This could be a true yeah. bros talking on the internet style podcast. But look, we've been talking about that for way too long. Weeks, who gives a shit? What's going on with the chop block tonight? Oh, choppy man. Who's so, going? So for the fourth of July, I figured we would do the most American thing. Uh-huh. That is, talk about English royalty. Oh, yeah. Oh. I get that. Red, white, and blue still. <laughs> can't have America without English royalty. That's, yes. where they, that's where they make the chowder, New England. New, new England. The New England. It's the newest English royalty. Mm-hmm. It's like they take the baby England children and they make chowder with them. Yeah, they roll them in cheese <laughs> and they put them on wet grass. Yeah. And they say, hey, welcome to America, welcome you to America. son of a bitch. Is there an old Can York? we just be called Better England? Yeah, Just a York? Yeah, <laughs> yeah who missed yeah, that opportunity? Better England. Uh, so tonight we're going to be roasting <laughs> Edward II. And this boy was kicking around the 13th and 14th century. So we're going way far back tonight. Wow, can't believe it. But, you know, you think sometimes, like, oh, you know, old stuff. It's kind of boring. It's kind of dry. This shit is like a soap opera. It really is. There's so many people in play, and it's fucking crazy. All right, well, I'm just going to say right now uh, two things. I never think that. I don't know why you would say that. (laughs) Secondly, I don't like soap operas. Why am I here tonight? Is this like the Dark Ages? 
Uh, yeah, well, Middle Ages. Middle yeah, Ages, yeah. Uh, we don't like to say dark because that's a little racist to oh. uh, the medieval times. That's not racist to say the Dark Ages. No, well, they weren't smart back then. <laughs> that implies that they're dull. Who's they, yeah. Travis? Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> you are just going to get it. <gasps> get it tonight. Dude. Oh, my God. I'm going to get attacked by oh, so many progressive people right now. Is yeah. that really a thing? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not at all. Oh, shit. Nope. I was like, no, what fuck. are they going to do? Tweet at you? Someone from <laughs> fucking 1400s could be like, uh, fuck you, Mike Regan. We're not all dark here. We're not all a bunch of dumb dumbs. So, because this is so much of a soap opera, we're going to break this into dose parts. What? It's a fatty. Trust me, this is a fat boy, but there's so much shit going on. I'm going to get into it right now. All right. So, little Eddie the Second was born April 25th, 1284. In Canaveran Castle in North Wales. I know how to say that because I've been there. Didn't you live there wow. for a while? Yeah. In that castle? Oh, cool. I lived close to that castle, yeah. Cool. Really? It was a sweet-ass castle. I think I got some hot dogs next to it. No, Called Sausage Roll over there. Sausage <laughs> Roll. His mother was Eleanor of Castile, and his daddy was Edward I, known as Edward Long- Longshanks, or, okay. or or the Hammer of the Scots. <laughs> oh, Longshanks. Longshanks. Uh, yeah, he's a side of beef. You can throw him over a barbecue all week. You'll never get through him. Longest shank you've ever seen. <laughs> well, his legs were like two long strips of steaks. He just flops around like a squid on <laughs> Two shish kebabs on <laughs> You actually know this king, and I, well, I'll tell you how you know him. You know that guy, uh, William Wallace? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Mel Gibson. I'm bringing it back to the 4th of July. Freedom. Mel Gibson, the most American man in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Braveheart. Mm -hmm. I gotta watch The Patriot later. Yeah. We're all gonna watch it. So the dude that (laughs) chopped off his, uh, you know, dangus and scotch eggs... Uh-huh. That was William the First, <gasps> not in person. Oh, uh, uh, Edward the First. They call him William before. No, that was your first time. Okay, he's Edward. This is. Good. I'm gonna. I'm trying to get Stan Eddie's. You just gotta remember Eddie. This is English, Travis. <laughs> 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 All right. So yeah, Edward the First chopped off William Wallace's dangus and nuts. Ow. Yeah, you know the movie. It was brutal. So this dude was uh, a war hardened king. That had a short temper temper and a propensity for violence. That's how I like my royalty. Yeah. Now you know. Let's let, let's get to know his his uh, sequel of a son. <laughs> what <laughs> sequel of a son? The second coming. Hello, my name is Edward. This is my sequel. <laughs> yeah. Coming soon. Edward two. <laughs> this is Edward two Longshanks Redux. <laughs> yeah, he's two Shanks. That's his rap name. Zach. So you, you might think, all right, I mentioned he was born in Canaveran Castle, which is in Wales. And that's weird, right? It's an English king born in Wales. Mm-hmm. Usually most of them are born in London. Well, uh, along with Scotland, uh, his daddy, Edward I, had fucked up Wales. And the legend was was that he sent his wife, Eleanor, to Canaveran Castle to poop out Eddie II in order to show his power to the Welsh by giving them a prince... That was, in quotes, born in Wales and could never speak a word of English. That's tricky for the Welsh. Yeah. See what I mean? They're like, oh, look, it's a Welshman. <laughs> I own you. Wow. Okay. That's very bizarre. Yeah. Just blasting a baby in some dirt castle. <laughs> Is that what you call vaginas nowadays, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> Mud huts. So Edward II was not the first baby boy that him and his father made. He was actually the fourth son. 
two of them had died in childhood, and Alfonso, which would be weird if there was a King Alfonso of England. I'd right? be into it. The coolest one out there. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> he was 10 years older than William and heir to the throne. Because, you know, the oldest son becomes king back of then. I think yeah. now they changed the rules somehow, or like you could have a queen. I don't know. It's all like progressive. They still now. do that? None of it should exist anymore. It's such a backward system they have. I mean, why? Oh, yeah. Why there's still royalty? I mean, why there's even a president? I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, it's part I, of history, I guess. You got to keep doing it. Yeah. I I think it's so funny that Americans are more obsessed with royalty than the British are. Yeah, right. It's like, dude, this is what America freedom. This is the Fourth of July. We shoot them fireworks off because we don't need a king. Okay, so there's Alfonso, bro, who's 10 years older than Eddie the First or Eddie the Second. He died four months after Edward the Second was born, and that made this baby idiot Edward the new heir to the throne. Congratulations. And without knowing it, he was he had the entire weight of the England's future on this little baby's shoulders. Nice, he used to wear a cape. Surprise, royal. Because cool. <laughs> wear that cape, yeah. Like a little, like, crown. little crown. Put on your head, kind of well, like not doesn't fit. Yeah, well, in America, that's called going to Burger King. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, except over in Burger King, they're a little more flexible. You can adjust the size of the crown. Over there, you got a goldsmith. He does it once. That's it. That's your head size. You better grow into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you better not eat too many pork chops. It's like when you grew up and you had a snapback, and then you like were like, oh, this is my head size. Let me get a new air. Like Fred Durst was the <laughs> yeah. king of crowns. Mm-hmm. My head's not growing anymore. so edward did have a few sisters but in the sexist world of the 13th century they were just ladies to be given off to other royal families for influence land power ah sweet sounds like a deal yeah i'll take it (laughs) charge you two horses for this girl yeah (laughs) dude i would be the biggest slut if i was a chick (laughs) yeah i'm just putting it out there but just in general yeah yeah Mm. you like, well, you barely have any pride now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Eddie's royal childhood. As the case with most, most royal families, he lived a sheltered, secluded childhood. If you were royal, there was so much pressure put on you and so much grooming as a child um, that you usually grew up to be a paranoid, spoiled, gullible individual that was socially retarded. Also the inbreeding. Uh, yeah, yeah, also the inbreeding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so while some of these qualities rubbed off on Edward, he was spoiled as fuck and a skilled horseback rider and loved his greyhound racing. Ooh. Uh, he at least tried to mingle with his soon-to-be subjects. Uh, he seemed very fascinated in trying to understand them and do things that they did. Um, so he would go into the village and kind of just bother people? Yeah. And then he'd be golf. like, well, I'm a blacksmith, and this is me making nails, and please don't hang me later. <laughs> is that how you do it? This is how you make the swords? Yeah, that's how I make swords, little Eddie. <laughs> wow. And one thing that's very important about blacksmithing, you don't want to hang blacksmiths. <laughs> <laughs> I see. How do you get it so pointy? Why don't you come back tomorrow, and I'll okay. show you. Just remember this. Most important part, blacksmithing. Can't do it while you're hung. See you tomorrow. <laughs> that's, re- that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> I don't want my boss's son, who's going to get the job, to be looking at my, my fucking, uh, I don't know, Excel sheet. 
out. Take your child to work day is a fucking plague on mankind. So, oh, I used to love it. Fuck you. Him, <laughs> him mixing and mingling with the common folk rather than enjoying things like jousting or hunting and other royal manly activities was very much troubling to his mother and father. Edward loved things like music, especially the newly invented Welsh instrument that has no vowels in it, the quith. Quith. God damn it. It's it's C-R-W-T-H. Of course Uh, it is. Quith. Is that just a long piece of plumbing with, like, some cherries in it? (laughs) I've seen the Blue Man group use it once. Okay, I don't don't care. I don't care. I'm a musician. Don't care. You don't want to hear? Come on, Tom. No, I don't want to. Quith. No, I'll play it at the end of the episode. All right, we'll play some some. I think it's called Kruth. Oh, he's Kruth. not going to play because apparently of the a W is a vowel in Welsh, but it's stupid. But anyway, mm. uh, he also enjoyed things like rowing, hedging, and ditching. Oh, uh, what's ditching? Ditching, ditching is yeah. digging cool. ditches. Uh, people used <laughs> okay. to dig holes for fun. <laughs> yep. You guys ever seen that movie Holes? Uh, yeah. No, that's what he did. <laughs> What a uh, good comedy. All right, so let's describe his physical uh, description right now. And I was lazy. <laughs> On this slide, it just says, tall, curly, brown hair. Well, we already knew he's he a, was tall because of the long legs. So you, yeah. you phoned that in. Yeah. You no, just described me. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he was a strapping young lad who's a tall boy. Uh, had his, and it wasn't like you, because, well, Tom, well, you look like strapping. you look, Well, no, yeah. Your hair is too strapped to your I head. I have been recently modified. No, he had he had curly, curly, like, like, uh, like. Really shitty hair. Like oh. shoulder hair length curls. That's what my hair does. All right. When I'm not cutting it. <laughs> I wish I had a better example on my head at the moment. But continue. Stop Sorry. hurting my feelings. You don't, Tom. You don't. You you're, really you're, don't. You're rude. You're fucking rude. <laughs> Let's just say you can't be an Edward. It's a nice II. haircut, Tom. You can't be an Edward the Second impersonator. I'm sorry, you're not strapping enough. Oh well, thanks, mm. dude. Um, Mike, I'm gonna quote Cody from just a minute ago. Shut up. <laughs> I said fuck you. Let's get it right. Fuck you. Right. right. Oops. <laughs> so in 1297, Eddie is 13, and Edward the First, his father, launches a campaign against Philip the Fourth in France. In Flanders. Yeah, fuck that guy. That area. Yeah. Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders. Yeah, everyone has a mustache, even the ladies. (laughs) So his daddy leaves him behind and makes him the nominal regent in the king's absence. So this is basically like the first time your parents left you home alone, except home alone is like an entire country. All right, that's a lot of paint cans. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, after this quick scuffle in Flanders, uh, as a result, there was a truce and the way to unite the French and royal, the French and English royal families, they thought, let's uh, make a marriage. Let's do that. Works every oh, time, dude. Yeah. yeah. A couple people don't like each other, you make them get married. You bury the hatchet. Yeah. So, without young Edward's consent, Edward was arranged to marry Philip IV's daughter, Isabella of France. The problem was was that Isabella was two years old. Uh, oh. Yeah. And how old is Ed at this point? He's 13. He's got to wait Fucking a couple royalty. years. <laughs> yeah, just wait 20 and it's fine. Well, that's what they did. They they put off <laughs> the marriage. Yeah, they put off the marriage and waited until Isabella was a full-grown adult woman, 12 years old. Congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting married today. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, 
I'm not going to call Ed a uh, pedophile or anything, but you know that he thought. He's just like, I hope that little baby gets real hot. And I'm like, <laughs> this baby's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> this is really weird. Well, cute Come baby on, hot right baby. Oh, uh, yeah. This baby is a little cutie. Well, it's 12 years later, and she looks the same, <laughs> just taller. Wait, how do you look? Oh, so like me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so in 1301, will, will any of happened? Y2K, all their computers crashed. Uh, yeah. So in 1301, Edward is granted all the royal lands in Wales, along with the Earldom of Cheshire, uh, which is a town in England that still has a law today that makes it legal to shoot a Welshman with a bow and arrow if they are within oh, within the city walls after midnight. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. So it's like a little not a crossbow. Yeah, baby North Korea. Yeah, you can you can still shoot a Welshman. The thing is now it's like there's like you'll get charged with murder, but technically the shooting part was okay. So you but can shoot at wrong. Someone. Yeah, yeah. So you just can't kill them. <laughs> just just want like to like injure a, them. Catch and of. release. Of Aim a for like the legs. Shoot him through the dick. All these accolades were just kind of like a test by Edward's father to see if he was ready to take the throne. And so far, his son's uh, lack of warrior instincts was nowhere near the king's expectation. You know, he's still playing his music, his little quiff. Because he's out digging holes for fun (laughs) and talking to the blacksmith and making hedges look like doves. Of course he's not a warrior. He's a piece of junk. (laughs) He's a a gorgeous piece of junk marrying a two-year-old. He's my baby. I'd like you to meet my wife. So the king's like, all right, he needs to be around other people his own age that are training to be knights. So, yeah, so, burly fuck. Yeah. Dad, I want to dig holes. I hate you. You're going to royalty camp. <laughs> no! <laughs> so the king selected uh, ten young men that were roughly, uh, well, young boys, that were roughly Edward's age. He was like, yo, dudes, make him man the fuck up. He needs to, like, fight people. Give him a bloody nose. Yeah, whip like, him I don't a towel, care. A wet towel. Yeah. Snap at him. Fucking oh, go tail? into the locker room. Suck his dick for a minute. <laughs> Cody, it's interesting. You know, it's, it's interesting you bring up the rat tail because that defines how much of a man you are. The longer it is, <laughs> the more of a man. If you can get a good I was whip. Thinking, I was thinking the towel rat tailing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, no, I was talking about the excellent haircut. Tom, you should have asked for a fucking rat tail. Oh, I should have done that. <laughs> well, you know what? This haircut right here probably would have got me right into that group. Oh, 31? You passed for 13. You can hang out with this guy with the two-year-old wife. (laughs) So one of them was a man named Piers Gaveston. uh, Is this a funny name? Yeah. Yeah. Well, little Piers was uh, becoming one of the best jousters in the kingdom. (laughs) Piers was Edward's favorite. uh, Eddie the young boy. Yes. Um, And when I say favorite, I mean butt stuff. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit of poking in the backyard. I like the way uh, this one jousting, jousts. you say. Yeah. A good technique. That's right. Edward w- fell madly in love with Piers, and they could not stay out of each other's anuses. <laughs> Keep in mind, like this is... Ouroboros, but with penis. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is also medieval, so, I mean, maybe once a week showers? That's a stinky dick. Ugh, stinky buttholes. Stinky dick. <laughs> um... So, uh, remember, we're talking about the, the Middle Ages, and many chroniclers of the time called their relationship an illicit sinful union beyond the bounds of moderation, consisting of wicked forbidden sex 
and that Edward was particularly delighted in the vice of sodomy. Oh, okay. Ooh. I mean, who isn't? Well, I have no problem with that as long as he doesn't hang me. Yeah, right. Who cares? Yeah. Who's judging? Yeah, right. I mean, who's judging except for everyone in the Middle Ages? Yeah, but Sodomy, you just mind on. your business. Go back to you know making your sword and stuff. You know, he's only hanged. I have a question. I have to backtrack a few seconds here. Okay. You said he was a class jouster. Now, was that a legitimate jouster? <laughs> Or an a noose jouster, <laughs> both. You yeah. know how you know how one of the things they do in jousting, and this is like for real. They set up these rings. Yes, and they hang yeah. them from a pole, and you got to get the the stick through the ring. And we know that from going to medieval times in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the turkey leg is so good. Let's say Piers was all about getting into that little brown ring. He's really good at it. <laughs> he could, he'd see that brown ring from like a mile away, and be like, <gasps> my- "Can we go to medieval times?" What's that? Can we go to medieval times together? Yes, we can. Yeah. Be fun. Absolutely. So Edward was not just into the dudes. Any hole was a goal. At the oh. at the age of fourteen, he was, quote, giving company to harlots, paying two shillings to a woman named Maud Makejoy. Maud Makejoy. <laughs> Maud Makejoy. But wait, wasn't he having gay sex? He was having gay sex. Oh, and he was having regular sex too? Regular regular sex. Well, all right. Just, just regular sex. Yeah, just <laughs> Just to be clear, uh, nothing wrong with gay sex. Uh, I meant regular as in heterosexual. Regular for Tom. Yeah, not discriminating. No. Yes. So uh, we don't know exactly what point, but Edward had actually fathered and acknowledged a bastard son named Adam, which was kind of strange at the time because you usually wouldn't acknowledge a bastard. So good on him. I guess. But that's right. That's my bastard. But that's right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Edward was a bisexual... But as we will see, he kind of preferred the love of a man to a woman. There were many gay royals at the time that we actually know of, but most of them tried to keep their shit under wraps. But keep in mind, all of this, these problems that we're going to talk about could have been completely avoided if Edward had just been like, okay, I'm going to be king. Let me be a little discreet. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. Right? Yeah. Edward I, the manly bro dude who chops off dicks, heard about this shit, and he was like, oh shit, this plan backfired. I put my gay son around a bunch of hot men. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh, what a good time. Yeah. I'm like, come on, what are you thinking, man? So he's like, he finds out they're doing a little bit of flesh jousting, as we talked about, and... he was like, dude, uh, Edward, you are banned from seeing Piers from now on. He didn't banish him. He's like, you know, go joust somewhere else, Piers. I command you. Oh, is this is this the origin story of Romeo and Juliet? Romeo Sounds e- like it. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, Romeo Julio. and Julio, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Romeo nice. and Julio. So a few years later, the two would be reunited on Edward's 22nd birthday. Edward, along with 300 other young men, were knighted at Westminster, one of them being Piers Gaveston. Um, the, a few other interesting characters were knighted in this, in this ceremony that we're going to get into. A man named Hugh Dispenser <laughs> and, Roger, and Roger Mortimer. But we'll talk about them later. But Just keep in mind, these guys are hanging out this gay... Gay night ceremony. Yeah, Hugh Dispenser. <laughs> yeah. Is that his stage name? He just it's like he, a porn he, name. You you can actually, if you need, you can get a condom out of his anus. <laughs> you just gotta pump him. Yeah. Um 
So shortly after Edward I chops off William Wallace's Dangus, uh, he goes back to war with the Scots and Robert the Bruce, who was the leader of the Scottish. You said that so casually, like it was just a, an errand he did on a lunch break. Like, oh, yes, have to cast great Wallace today. <laughs> yeah. Also, a guy named Robert the Bruce. <laughs> the fuck is that? Yeah, Robert the Bruce. That's a gayer name than Hugh Dispenser. <laughs> So, so they uh, Edward the First takes Piers Gaveston along with him, and obviously his son was too precious and dainty to fight in this war because if you know the Bruce got him, you know Jesus. then they don't have a throne. No, don't kill my son. <laughs> uh, so a year into fighting, baby Edward, uh, he's twenty-two years old, but he's still a baby boy. He's got fresh face. Uh, he asked his dad to grant Piers the mark of royal favor, along with the Earl of Earldom of Cornwall. Okay, so he's like, dude, can you make this guy that I like like an earl? An earl, like, all right, so an earl? an earl is like a like the 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 governor of a certain region, right? And he's the, he's already the earl of some place. Right, Earl. Uh, no, he's not. He's no mi- he's nobility, but he's not an earl. What did wait? What position was he given over that town? You said regent earlier, I think. Oh, a regent. Wait, who? Uh, no, no, I'm Ed. talking about Piers. No, I know, but Ed, oh, Ed, okay, Eddie before. Oh yeah, he's he's already an earl of Chester. Oh, that's he what I'm saying. So, most of Wales. So he's earl, and he's just like Piers. Let's get Earl. Yeah, you want to be an Earl with me? Let's Earl it. We're yeah. early it, guys. OMG. <laughs> no backseas. So he goes to his dad. He's like, yeah, hey, let's get Peerles and Earldom. And that was enough. The king grabbed Edward by the hair and dragged him around the room shouting, You base-born whoreson! You will give away my land that you have never even gained yourself? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> And this was in front of people, I assume? Yeah. His Dad, dragon. you're embarrassing me. I was expecting Pierce to just be in the room and Eddie One just shooting him in the face with an arrow and going, oh, you mean that guy? <laughs> you mean <know> that guy? <laughs> so with that, uh, the king exiles Piers off to France. He's like, get the fuck out of the country, dude. No! Isabel. It's beard time. You know French, right? Isabel over there. <laughs> is it, oh, so, so Isabel is not even around yet. She's. Oh. We're waiting until she reaches uh, twelve years old. Still a baby. She's still a baby. She's still in France. Like they haven't been banging. Yeah, that's horrible. They're just arranged. <laughs> They're waiting for. Fuck. Kool Aid. Yeah, you want Kool Aid? Oh, take one, please. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> dude. Oh, you guys have Kool Aid. Oh, Fuck. Jammers, yeah. We're jamming. Oh, sick. Edward begs his father to please. Let him visit Piers. Not happening. Yeah, Eddie can't take a hint. So a few months after Edward II banishes Piers, on July 7th, 1307, Edward I dies (gasps) of butt cancer. Really? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. He had cancer of the rectum. And if only he had someone to sweep the chimney every once in a while, maybe he wouldn't have gotten it. I know for a fact it doesn't work like that. No, it works like that. Your prostate needs to be tickled every so often. Yeah. Well, you you don't know. (laughs) You're not a doctor. It's not like this. It's not like a. Like every gay dude is a doctor because they put their dick inside your prostate area. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying oh. he might have not had butt cancer if someone knocked out the tumor. That's how it works. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Hey, next time you meet someone with a brain tumor and they're fatally ill, just fucking knock them out. Oh. Loosen them up. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry, miss. You have vagina cancer oh, right now. Cool. Oh, dude. <laughs> wow, Cody, I think you just wrote a, a series of Brazzer porn. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking. So, <laughs> so because Edward I died, that meant the 23-year-old Edward II, Prince of Wales, was now the King of England. And I'm guessing his first... Never mind. No, no. No, no, guess. What was it? What were you going to say? Oh, well, his first action that he took was to go to France. His first action was to recall peers (laughs) and get some premium ass pounding. (laughs) Wow, it's amazing. Wow. Oh, yeah. Piers wasn't gay. He just didn't want to get hung. (laughs) (laughs) So Edward II had inherited a kingdom in crisis. The coffers were nearly empty due to the constant warfare uh, in England uh, against an unwinnable force, which was the Scottish and uh, uh, William the... William Wallace. Or, uh, yeah, no, not William Wallace. Robert the Bruce. Bruce. Robert the Bruce. Yeah. They were always fighting uh, back then. They were. They were always fucking trying to fuck something up. Hey, man, it's a way of life. <laughs> <laughs> also on top of that, the wounds had not completely healed in France after his father's short war with Philip IV. And the earls were not, like the earls of England, were not particularly fond of Edward's closeness to peers. Not so much because of the gay butt stuff, more of the fact that Edward was just giving him random shit. Oh, oh <laughs> <that's nice. laughs> Like, oh yeah, you want this earldom? Sure, yeah. You want all these gold? You know, that's fine. You're a knight. You're a knight twice. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fiat. So Edward pulls out of Scotland. He's like, I don't do war. We're done here. Uh, and, you know, pro- you know, then he sets out on some matchmaking for what he called his brother peers, which is kind of weird for someone that you're banging, calling them your brother. Um, more porn. Yeah. Uh, so peers had to marry into a family, um, that was royal in order, in order for him or like higher status royal. He was already a noble, but like he needed to be part of the aristocracy, the highest royal orders of the land. Okay. In order for him to be granted more shit. (laughs) <laughs> you see how far good looks will get you. Yeah, right. Yeah, little Fuck. royal blood, good-looking face. He'll do fine. If oh, you're really, cheeks. if you're really, really good-looking, you probably don't deserve the job you have. That's <laughs> true. Oh yeah, yeah. all supermodels mm. fire them. You never want to be too yeah. good-looking or too ugly in this world. I swear to God, you just yeah, happy float in the middle there. Yeah, like you're just unnoticed. Yeah, just take care of yourself <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> While Edward is trying to match make peers. Uh, Robert the Bruce sweeps into Northern England and starts fucking shit up, burning villages here, burning uh. villages there. So just completely, you know, Edward pulls out and just Northern England <laughs> goes to shit. Of them. Yeah, I mean, because you got a guy who's just playing Tinder Plus. Yeah, grinder. Yeah, grinder plus. Oh and then, yeah, <laughs> just like oh okay, you, you do this now. Okay, I'm taking your shit. Edward quickly buries his father without the usual pomp and circumstance, and five days later he marries off Piers. To his 13-year-old niece, Margaret DeClaire. Oh, oh, nice. Who never had sex ever. <laughs> no. No, because her husband was banging the cousin. Yes. Well, no, I mean, Piers also popped a baby out later, but, like, you know, that was just expected. That was, like, uh, you know. It's crazy how we made it to this point. Yeah. Who yeah. Freddie Mercury. Right? <laughs> um, he also gave Piers the earldom of Cornwall that he wanted to give him before. And th- this marriage and the earldom made Piers one of the most powerful royal members in, you know, the kingdom. Great. Uh, wow. So remember what I said about discretion. The, the barons and earls were not happy about Edward giving him this much power. 
And on no, top, because he's just a pretty face, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and on top of that, Piers was a cocky, flamboyant braggart. He demanded things far above his station and acted as the king's ear. So if someone had a problem, they had to go through Piers before they could talk to Edward. And then Piers would tell Edward while they were having sex later. Yeah. But, cocky and flamboyant. <laughs> by the way, noble Norman. <laughs> he told me something. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot what he said. Oh, yeah. The fun was all about to end so. because Isabella. The fun was all about to end because Isabella was reaching the ripe old age of twelve. Wow! Which meant Edward was legally responsibly responsible to marry her. Damn it! So he ships off to France to meet his bride to be. This is the first time it actually met. Oh wow! And when he left, he made Piers his regent in his absence. Remember, fucking discretion. Right. Like you bit, know, yeah. you know, like don't. There's plenty of more suitable people to leave as the king. Yeah, this guy's good at jousting and <laughs> anal sex. Yeah. That's about it. That's all we got. We don't Rick. even know if he can count. <laughs> so Edward's bride-to-be, Isabella, was actually a very smart girl. Philip IV had placed a very high importance on her education, uh, which was something that wasn't normal at the time, right? I mean, women were just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Okay, so... <laughs> So, Phil, congratulations, Philip. For being a progressive dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although he did marry her at two. At two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty foul. She was said to be beautiful and very sociable, but like any royal, she was incredibly spoiled. Hmm. Now, the two married in France with at least eight kings and queens in attendance. Um, um, now, there's a very weird thing that they used to do back then called the bedding ritual. I don't know if you know anything about the bedding ritual. I have a oh, is this feeling. Like, is this like a gypsy thing? Oh, this is basically when, after, you know, you have your reception, right? Yay! Yeah, instead we of ate like, too much pork. Yeah, instead of like, oh, go in the limo, tin cans. Mm-hmm. It's all your relatives follow you back to your room and watch the two bride and groom bang. Yeah, like gypsies. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> your little free show out of it. Yeah, whoa! Put it in there! Woo! Yeah, if you guys remember the Django Reinhardt episode. Yeah, that's they, what I'm referencing. Yes, exactly. They did that too, but it was just, it was next to the tin cans. <laughs> that's how you do it. It was inside it. one. Yes. <laughs> so also, another thing on top of this, the Catholic Church said that 12 was the legal age for marital sex. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Catholic Church, again. Knocking it out of the park. Now, the two Jesus. of them actually skipped the bedding ceremony. <laughs> Why? Huh. Thank fuck. Straight the cake. <laughs> that that yeah, that's why Mike wants to get married in the future. D- doesn't matter about the wife as long as there's cake. Shit the cake out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so some people think that uh, it was because he was gay for peers, but I mean, he's 23, 23 years old, and this was a twelve year old. I'm gonna applaud him for not. You're so immature. It's yeah. just not on my level. <laughs> the married couple headed back to the kingdom with two of Isabel's uncles. When they landed in Dover, Piers was there waiting for them. The second that they landed, Edward ran into Piers' arms and kissed him. While oh. while Ed, while Isabella and her two uncles stood on the boat watching mouths agape. That uh, is uh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Love is that right your there. husband? <laughs> So when they returned back to London, Isabella was shocked that all of her wedding gifts, including the ones given to her by her own father, Edward had given to Piers, and <laughs> Piers was walking around the palace in her jewelry. <laughs> and the dress. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, now the real I shock. That Keurig. The real shock. <laughs> yeah, the real shock was the Queen's coronation. So uh, that's yeah, for anyone that's not English. If you don't know what a coronation is, is when she puts the crown on her head. Right, and Piers got that. So no, Piers showed up so decked out that he. Uh, this is in quotes. Uh, resembled the god of Mars more than an ordinary man. He wore a gown of royal purple silk encrusted with pearls and was said to be, again, out-fashioning both the king and queen. And Edward gave him the royal... Edward gave him the role of carrying the royal crown down the alley to the queen, which was a very prestigious position. Queen to queen. Yeah, queen to queen. (laughs) Nice. Just imagine that. Jonathan Van Ness just being... Walking down, looking more fabulous than you ever have in your 12-year-old garb. You just want to go to the American Girl dolls store in Times Square, and here you go. You got a hairdresser showing you up at your own house. (laughs) So, Piers was also in charge of crowd management for this uh, situation, which he completely fucked up. There were so many people in Westminster Abbey that the wall behind the altar collapsed and killed a knight. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Who's the bridezilla in this situation? Uh, Piers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds it. Afterwards was their coronation banquet, which was more like the Edward and Piers wedding. The kingdom was financially in the hole, but Edward and Piers planned an elaborate feast, complete with a wine fountain that flowed all day and all night. Did they try to put the twelve-year-old in a like a cake to pop out of, but then just didn't wheel her out? <laughs> <laughs> and they just settled for a cupcake. Yeah. Oof. Instead of hanging the French tap the instead of hanging the tapestries with the wife's French coat of arms and Edward's coat of arms, Edward and Piers decided to hang Edward's coat of arms and Piers's coat of arms next to each other. So this tactless display was def- something that Isabella's family definitely noticed. It's like, where's our coat of arms? <laughs> where's Isabella? Oh, she's in the basement. So they settled in for a married life. Uh, Edward mainly ignored Isabella, and she sent frustrated letters back to her father about her neglect. Frankly, Edward just didn't want to be king. He's like, I kind of feel okay about that, that he's ignoring Isabella. You know? You're okay with it? Yeah, Why? It's kind of uh, it's like weird. She's like 12 years old. Well, I mean, it's good that he's not touching her. Yeah. yeah. That's That makes him a little better there, but I don't think it's for the right reasons. True. Right. I mean, it's not like he bought her a Nintendo Wii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just letting her hang out. He stole all of her jewelry. Yeah, and he's <laughs> not paying her like what a, ki- a queen should get. Oh, she's like there. Yeah, she's just like there. Like, oh, oh I'm giving everything to Piers. Honey. The world's <laughs> most ignored queen. Yeah. So yeah, Edward just wanted to party. He watched uh, he watched a lot of theater, a lot of actors. Mm. Uh, his music. He would buy clothes, suck ween, <laughs> everything, sucking ween, everything he ever wanted. Oh wow! And uh, all the spending he did on a budget that he didn't have. So he went to a lot of inv- Italian banks to borrow money for Italian clothing. Yeah, he's racking up that credit Ooh, card, you know, Gucci. that medieval credit card. Mm-hmm. Gotta Dirt look good. Gucci. Edward just kept giving Piers more and more land, more and more prestige, and Piers kept flaunting that shit. So Piers, who was very outgoing, started making laws in place of the king. So he'd just be like, oh, this is a law now. And all of this, all of this, the earls and barons had had enough. They were like, they had hoped that Edward would kind of, like, give up on Piers once he married Isabella. But... You know, this wasn't the case. He just kind of got more into Pierce. Oh, great. 
This is like the textbook definition of like a beard. Yeah, you really. know what I mean. Like the you get more uh, vigorous once you have like the safety of uh, a fake wife. Yeah, and she's uh, I think she's the only example I can think of of a twelve year old female cuck. so a year after the coronation england was on the brink of a civil war over a peers uh the majority of barons had gotten together and forced edward to exile peers again so he must have really sucked jeez and after the threat of being excommunicated from the church edward capitulated and agreed to the exile uh, but he was not gone for long. It was only about a year Piers was over in France until Edward had bothered the Pope enough to allow him back into England. Just sitting on the couch, wow. writing letters. Yep. Isabel's just watching Netflix, <laughs> waiting for any attention. I'm busy writing Pierce. Now, keep in mind, all this time, Robert the Bruce of the Scots is still fucking up Northern England, and Edward just concerned about getting his butt boy back. Oh, you mean there's a royal person ignoring actual problems? <laughs> what the fuck? What? I, I never heard of that. Fourth of July. Amazing. <laughs> America sounds great every day. <laughs> when Piers was allowed back, he became even more of a cocky prick. He started to come up with these rude nicknames for the barons. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> and he would never take off his snowshoes, so he'd had servants carry him up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so the Earl of Lincoln became Bustbelly. Oh. The the Earl of Lancaster was the old hog. The Earl of Pembroke was Joseph the Jew. Okay. Oh. Yeah, okay. that's definitely an insult. The Earl of Gloucestershire was Cuckold's Bird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's heavy. And finally the Earl of War- Warwick was called the Dog. That's not so bad. Well, yeah, that, that one's not creative. If I was talking about you like you weren't in the room and I'm talking to Travis and I call you the dog, I'm gay. <laughs> You're like talking about the Chihuahua oh. poodle mix. Yeah, it's like yeah. the dog. The dog. The dog. <laughs> yeah, and the Earl of Warwick picked up on that and he said, if he calls me a dog, be sure that I will bite him so soon as I shall perceive my opportunity. So I'm talking about staying your ground, man. Yeah, he's like, uh, yo, once they get his army ready, I'm going to bite him in the butthole. Oh, okay. And he <laughs> needs Ooh, that's that tricky. <laughs> And the earls did, in fact, bite back. Uh, they formed a parliamentary group called the Ordainers. They were 21 elected barons, uh, most of whom were the ones I mentioned above that he was calling nicknames about. Their whole thing was dealing with peers, dealing with the huge amount of credit that Edward had racked up, and also the Scottish threat on the northern border that was going on. So the Ordainers were doing all the work and... The most important job, which is come up with a name for yourself, they totally fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say that, too. Not very original. Ordainers. Sounds so boring. Yeah. Edward sees all this shit going on. He's like, oh, no, we got to get out of London right now. So as some kind of distraction or maybe to prove to the earls that him and Piers could, like, lead an army, he took 4,000 men to the northern border in the attempts to attack Robert the Bruce. What, with, what orders did they give him? Just have a picnic at the border? Well, he, this was also without Parliament's consent. So the king was oh. supposed to get like consent from Parliament to attack. And he was like, right. I'm just going to go up there and fucking attack him. But I just finished these uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's covered in glitter. So Robert the Bruce sees this glittery army walking up, you know, up north. <laughs> they weren't trying to blend in. Yeah. Mm. 
really standing out. And rather than fight them, they simply just slash and burned crops on the border. So when Edward arrived, he had no supplies for his troops and just aimlessly marched them around until they were starved. <laughs> <laughs> I like Smart. that tactic. Oh, that's good, good strategy. For the Russians. Oh, 4,000 so, dead soldiers. <laughs> so he walked around until wintertime, and then he had to like face the music and head back to London and face these ordainers. How'd it go up there? Fantastic. Why do you ask? <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything to eat? <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I think there's a Taco Bell on the way, like maybe in York. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Old York? Yeah, Old York. Old York. <laughs> the second Edward and Piers stepped foot in London, the ordainers jumped on them. They exiled Piers for a third time. This time stating <laughs> that Piers was not permitted to live on land anywhere that Edward controlled. I'm sorry, before I said he went to France, he actually went to Ireland and controlled all of Ireland. What? Piers did? Piers did. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, well, that went well. Him Piers. Yeah. So now they're like, you can't send him to Ireland that you own. You have to send him somewhere else. Less than a year later, Edward sneaks him back into the cu- country in order to see him on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a present, baby. It's like a Hallmark special. This is horrible. I, like we're gonna get totally reprimanded by ever. It's Pride Month. We're recording oh, this yeah. during Pride Month. Look, I'm just no. It's it's Fourth of July. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And we have been lying to ourselves. Uh, wow, bastards we are. <laughs> I'll double down on that. So he sneaks him back for Christmas, but this was really just a way for him to stay indefinitely. Also, an interesting fact, during one of these exiles, Edward had kind of just settled for some vag accent action because Isabella was pregnant at 16. Oh. Um, All right. Uh, she had also taken on the typical 14th century role as a wife and blindly supported her husband. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, when Piers returned, uh, things may have gotten a little kinky with them. A little bit kinky. Mm-hmm. He had already knocked up his wife, and Piers had knocked up his wife, Edward's niece, and the four of them were having group sex. While pregnant? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so pregnant teenage women, yeah, lady, not even women, girls, watching two guys have sex. Well, here's the thing. Like, group sex. Like, all right, I'm not, the whole underage thing not cool. Like, I'm totally cool with orgies, but when one of those people is your niece? That's weird. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah right? Uh, back then, shit was kind of like, I don't even know. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So, the ordainers had had enough. They'd seen this guy come back in. They're like, what the fuck is going on here? So, a group of barons led by the Earl of Lancaster joined together and ordered the capture and trial of Piers Gaveston. They assembled their armies and began ransacking the country looking for Piers. Now Edward or now Piers Edward and their wives started being chased around the country, hiding in castle to castle. At one point, Edward had simply abandoned his pregnant wife in order to save Piers, just leaving oh. leaving his wife uh, for the invading army to find. Oh, so like, imagine if they were actually like gonna kill them, like, be like, oh, there's your wife, <laughs> let's kill her. That well, I think that w- her dead would probably be better than Piers being killed, and then her having to deal with this mopey 
Edward for the next forty yeah. years of her life. Yeah. Who's just crying all day on the on the the daybed. Yeah. Assuming they have a daybed. Yeah, probably. So now Edward and Piers were alone, and Piers had the bright idea of Scooby doing it and splitting up. You go that way, I'll go this way. Okay. Tell you solve crimes. You take the dog, I'll take the women. Yeah. So Piers went to Scarborough Castle, which was a fortress that was said to be impregnable. Pregnable. Is that what's that word? Pregnable. Uh, well, you're from, York, you're from New York, so it's pronounced tough to get into. Tough to get into. Yeah. That was, that was really, broke. really hard to do. So part of the tactics of taking a castle back in the day was sieging. Now you think like that's just break down the wall, right? Yeah. No. Basically, sieging was, let's stop everything com- from coming in and out of the castle. Oh, yeah. your supplies So you're trying to, starve like, them. starve them out oh. of the castle. Like, yeah, you're shooting shit over there, but, like, you're just not letting any food go in or out. Right. We got your bread. Yeah. So your your castle could be hard to get out of, hard to get into. Hard to get out of, yeah. It's hard to get out of, you know what I mean? You, you know, know what I mean? So Lancaster had essentially put a siege on Piers's castle. And had starved him into surrendering. Now, Piers was taken under the custody of the Earl of Pembroke and taken to Piers' own castle that he owned, the castle of Wallingford, uh, where he was held under house arrest until Parliament could give him a trial. Why don't they just push him off the fucking balcony? (laughs) I thought that's what they did back then. It was like, no trial, just fucking kill him. No. With royals, they... Uh, But, yeah, royalty, they... It was more of a formality, though. Yeah. If they want you dead and you're fucking shit up, you you're just going to get guilty anyway. Yeah. But Yeah, if you're a regular-ass peasant, they're going to just like put you on a pike or something. They'll do that. Also, you're never going to be on a balcony high enough to be pushed off of. True. If you're a peasant. you know, Architecture <laughs> sucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might get like drowned in shit or something. Yeah, you could Stone get drowned in shit and stuff, but it's hard to make it look like an accident when you're a peasant, <laughs> so they just cut right through it. It's a point. <laughs> So a month after this house arrest, Pembroke was like, all right, I've just been sitting here for a while. I'll let my guards do this. I go bone my wife. So he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going to go leave. The very next morning, the Earl of Warwick shows up with a group of mercenaries. Now, I remember oh. Warwick was the one he called the dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he shows up and he yells out to Piers, arise, traitor. You are taken! And Piers looks out the window. He's like, ah, the dog has arrived. Hmm. Sassy. Yeah, right? Mm, the dog. The dog's arrived. Dude, you're under house arrest. You can't do anything. Well, he thought as the king's favorite, he could never actually be killed. He's like, I am, you know, if you fuck with me, you're fucking with the king. Get jail free card. Yeah. So Warwick was fucking pissed, and he sent his men up to his room, overpowered Pembroke's guards, and dragged Piers out into the courtyard. Ow, 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 ow. This is a new Louis Vuitton! (laughs) Piers was stripped uh, of his belt, his knightly belt, his shoes, and was led into the streets. The crowd... Yeah, the crowd of people jeered and threw rotten tomatoes at him. Boo! Not the face. You see, the people... (laughs) Yeah, the people didn't really like him either because the, the earls had stirred up shit. And also... Like, a lot of these lands that Piers had taken, he wasn't really taking care of his servants or his subjects. He was like, oh, I own this. We're done. Cool. <laughs> Piers was given a mangy horse and 
he was told to ride it 30 miles to Warwick Castle. Every town that he entered, trumpets blared, and all the residents would, would rise and start mobbing and throwing shit at him. Jeez. <laughs> Ooh, what? pitchfork shit? Uh, yeah. Why can't you just turn the horse around and go somewhere else? Well, well he had, well, he's got guards on him. Around him. Oh, yeah. They gave him the worst horse, too. Yeah. Oh. Give him that shitty horse. <laughs> Once he arrived at Warwick Castle, he was thrown in the dungeon while Warwick awaited Lancaster, Hereford, and Arundel to show up. Hmm. Oh, the Ordainers. Yes, the Ordainers. Which, which is the worst barbershop quintet ever. Oh. <laughs> the, the Ordainers. Ordainers. Uh, <laughs> on the streets of Ordainer. So the second that these other dudes showed up, Warwick sent him a messenger to his cell and said, you got mail. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got mail. It, well, and then he clicked He clicked on his AOL account and it said, Look to yourself, my lord, the day you shall die your death. You're saying I'm going to die now? <laughs> <laughs> no, Piers was still all cocky. He was like, nah, this fucking dog, he can't kill me because I'm the king's favorite. Ah. All right. He made that sound, I assume. <laughs> So Lancaster led the trial, uh, and it wasn't so much of a trial as more as a, of a condemnation, because uh-huh. uh, Piers was not permitted to speak during this trial. <laughs> well, that's a kangaroo court. <laughs> yeah. Uh, P- Piers was forced to his knees while Lancaster yelled, while he lives, there shall be no safe place in the realm of England. Mm. And Piers, after three terms of exile, as one disobedient to three lawful warnings, will be put to death. Wow. Jeez. Now, there were plenty of brutal ways to kill people back then. Uh, One of the slowest used for the most common people was hanging. Mm -hmm. Because you just sit up there and... Yeah, they didn't really have hanging figured out till a bit later. Yeah, well, they try to break the neck. Yeah, exactly. Like, when you watch, uh, you know, old westerns or something, when someone gets hung, they usually die because the neck just cracks right away. Yeah. The hanging back in the medieval ages... From a tree, right? Well, yeah, it could be from a tree, but then they just... They cook. They kick the stool out from underneath you, and you're just struggling. You're done. A lot of times, they actually hang you on a ladder against the wall. Cool. Uh, And then you just... Travis, remember Brendan Fraser in The Mummy? Yeah. Well, like the, he, his neck didn't snap because it was too gorgeous and thick. Yeah, it was a thick-ass thick Brendan Fraser neck, so you can't snap that. You well, don't snap it, ever. Well, he played trumpet for such a long time that he blew out all that airspace on his neck, and then he packed <laughs> yeah. it filled with jerky to give That's him what protection. You do. Now, beheading was relatively quick and reserved for nobility. By Lancaster giving Piers a beheading, it was kind of a favor. Warwick wanted to see him hanged. Piers quickly realized how serious this was and quickly switched off his cocky mode and started oh, no. and started groveling and begging for his life. Piers was then dragged up Black Blacklow Hill by a couple of Welshmen who were deaf to his pleads. Then one of them stabbed him through the heart and the other cut off his head in one clean swing. Oh, oh. sick. The Welshman then held up his head to Lancaster who smiled with approval. Brutal. That's pretty metal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, uh, there's a lot of blood and guts in these episodes. So, it's only gonna get worse. So we got Piers. He's dead now. Why didn't you ask us a question? Because that's not who we're roasting. Well, I know, subject. but it seems like we've been focusing on him pretty intensely. We have been. Yeah. We have been. Yeah, we have. 
I mean, maybe, should I have asked the question? Should it I do it now? No, 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 too, fine, fine. Is it too late? Can hey, I? Travis, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you a fucking question. How was your fucking week? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I didn't get stabbed through the heart, and my head didn't get chopped off. Hey, so me it's too. a good day. Great. All All right, so, what do you think about when you get your head chopped off? What do you think they're like? They're thinking they're like those ten seconds they say you have. You ever almost get hit by a car? Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking that. Yeah. Oh shit. shit. But then well, they get hit by the car, which is also an axe. Yeah, but they say you can see for a little bit after you've been beheaded. I think that's a myth. I don't know. They tested it in France. That one guy like got his head chopped off and was like, for I'm science, he could blink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back I mean, in the day, you were uh, you you were supposed to like tip your executioner so he'd he'd not fuck the job up. Yeah, Clean that's cut, very true, please, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of burying the corpse, they just left him there for the wolves to pick up. Oh, that's thoughtful. A few a few <laughs> days later, a group of cobblers found found it and brought it to Warwick Castle. Warwick refused to take it. That was rotting flesh. So they <laughs> I don't just want that. Yeah. So Sign for this. <laughs> so the cobblers just brought it back to where they found it and left it. And there. made shoes. <laughs> with it. Well, they didn't take it. It might be cussed. <laughs> the next group to find the body was a group of group of Dominican friars. Where not- is this story going? <laughs> I love like it. the tale of like yeah, the this, tale of the body. Is this Goldilocks? Like <laughs> this, this body is, the- is too decomposed. Yeah. This body is a too bunch warm. of gross people yeah. it with a stick. So the Dominican friars fly- find it, hey. and they're like, <laughs> they're like, you know what? Eddie's donated so much to the Dominicans. <laughs> we love him. We love this guy. So right. so they protect the body, <laughs> but since Piers was excommunicated uh, during one of his exiles, he couldn't have a proper Christian burial. So they stored it in beeswax and sent a message to the king. I thought I thought you were gonna say they had a they did a weekend at Bernie's uh, shtick with it for kind of. I was just think, I was just thinking the same thing, but usually need a head for that bit. <laughs> no, you just duct tape it back on. Yeah, that's true. Now, how do you think Eddie is going to take the death of this cocky little lover, uh, Piers? Well, he's not happy. No, he's no. Not pretty happy. upset. He's uh, miffed. We're going to have to find out next week on oh, Roast Mortem Cast. Oh, wow. So I guess that's part two yes. for uh, Edward II. We got Piers Morgan, who gets his <laughs> dick ripped off, <laughs> which is his head, because Piers Morgan's head is a dick. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. It was a two-parter, but you still got a corpse on the first part. Yeah. Good job. I, I did, yeah, yeah. See? Um, so, yeah. Uh, basically, this whole thing with Edward or Edward II is what George R. R. Martin just ripped off for Game of Thrones. Oh. There's a lot of cousin banging. There's a lot of beheadings. I've never see seen an episode. Say? See what I'm saying? Yeah, I only watched one episode. Guess uh, which yeah, one I was. It. What, the last one? Yes. <laughs> oh. I just watched the last one so I can say I I've like seen that. it. Yeah. Winter's coming, that's all I know. Honestly, wasn't that good? Dragon, not scary. Winter's coming in my butt. Yeah, well, someone's named Winter. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so next week, we're going to get into a lot more death and destruction. There's plenty more battles to be done. And it's yes. going to be a good old time. You know, there might be some more bodies. Wow. A lot more bodies. Well, yeah. there's guaranteed at least one. Because that's yeah. Morton. Yeah. Well, yes. In the words of the Lord, let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. Oh. Let the bodies hit the floor. Uh, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I guess with that, you'll have to come back and tune in next week, and maybe my hair will look normal. <laughs> uh, 
Not that you care. You yeah, people don't podcast. care. You people don't care about how I look. Your hair looks good, Tom. I think. Shut up. I think that was my senior quote. Actually, your hair looks good, Tom. No, no, not that. It was. It was had to do with hair and beheading. It was like, why worry about your mustache when you're about to lose your head? Ooh, classy. It's from. Oh, it's like. from Seven Samurai. There's seven Japanese people in the whole movie, and they all talk in Japanese, and they move their bodies. It's a cool movie. Yeah. The last time. I'll take your word for it. All right. uh, Well, thanks for joining us for the coverage of Edward II for Rose Mortem. Just one quick note. Um, So this is a little little bit of a downer. But... um, Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to shout out, not for Human Consumption Podcast, their host... Alan, he uh, passed away last week. Don't know any details. That's not important, but he uh, he was a fucking solid dude. Very solid. He will be missed. Yeah, he could roast better than us. He was, <laughs> yes, uh, he could. Yeah, solid dude. And uh, yeah, so we're sending our love to family and uh, the Not For Human Consumption podcast guys. Absolutely. And uh, rest in peace, Alan. Condolences. Stand-up guy, and uh, you'll be missed. All right, so sorry to leave you on a down note, but hey, check out our social medias and stuff, and uh, you know, go check out Not for Human Consumption. I think we're gonna go yeah. do uh, we're gonna go do something uh, benefit for his family, or I, I don't know, it's being worked out now. But yeah, uh, yeah just follow us on social medias if you want to follow up on that. And uh, yeah, good night, everyone. Stay uh, whatever. Stay creamy. Yeah, stay, stay creamy. Yeah, stay, stay creamy. Keep your head on. Yes, do that in that order. Good night. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.